serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday. Oh, my God. I watched the State of the Union last night. Yeah. You all owe me. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I was at uh, my church group. I did not see it. So, obviously, this morning, I went and, uh, you know, it's much better to watch that on uh, your DVR. Because you could fast forward through all the booing and cheering. And then it only takes three minutes instead of an hour and a half. A lot of cheering, actually. Yeah. Comparatively. A lot of cheering. And he did something last night, Gatos, that all of us here in the state of Arizona wondered. Yeah. There's no way. Could he talk about it? What did I say yesterday? <laughs> said a lot of things. Well. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Becky Lynn, what did I say yesterday? You always say we don't listen to your newscast. What did I say yesterday about Biden and the border? You said you were disappointed. No. Oh. Well, he's a disaster on it. I said there's no way he's going to bring it up. Ah. No way are you going to bring up something you have just totally failed at. It's the last thing that he would bring up, right? Wrong. Wrong. So he did bring up the border. It was... Uh, you got to take the border out of your mouth, Mr. Biden. That's I, all I got to say. You do nothing for us over here. Take the border out of your mouth. How dare you? Uh, the, 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 the temerity of this man. Just, just talking <laughs> Ooh, about the temerity. Border. Big word. Wow. I practice. Man, he was probably looking at that. It was. Like, oh, what's, what's a good word I could throw in here? Makes seem like. No, I've known that word for a while. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, uh, for him to even bring it up and to say that we need to secure the border was laughable. It was laughable. And if you're sitting in Arizona and you heard that and you didn't get angry, I don't know what to do with you. Got Ted Cruz to get out of his seat. All right, play the clip. All right, here we go. This is last night. Again, shocked all of us. Ted Cruz, by the way, didn't stand up and clap. He fell out of his seat because he was so shocked. We need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. At our border, we've installed new technology like cutting-edge scanners to better detect drug smuggling. We've set up joint patrols in Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. What? We're putting in place dedicated immigration judges in significant larger number so families fleeing persecution and violence can have their curses, cases heard faster and those who don't legitimately hear can be sent back. Provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers. Let's get it done once and for all. Get what done? Whatever it is that he thinks they're going to get done. What do you want you don't want to do anything on the border. You have no interest in getting anything done on the border. Every Border Patrol agent is furious with you. Yeah. They're exhausted. You talk to them all the time, Chad. They're not happy. They're, no. they're lost. They're frustrated. They feel abandoned. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's new guy, new rules. These rules, uh, no the rules. old rules are thrown out, even though they're supposed to be in, that, but you can't enforce them. It's people that know the rules as good as you do as far as coming over here they know exactly what to do they know how to play the game the frustration levels to the roof and the fact that he took this on last night was i mean a good majority of it i would say if there was a pie chart a vast majority of that pie would have been about the ukraine and pooter uh but and Zelensky. but i will say the fact that he took this on i was shocked i was shocked man i was shocked because when you mess something up so badly it's something you want to leave out of a speech when you don't want to secure the border, you leave it out of the speech. And what he did was he said we had to secure the border. No president, I'll just say this in my lifetime, or you know, no president since I've been in Arizona 25 years has done less at the border. I mean, he 
I don't want to sound like a, a right-wing talking point. He lets everyone in. Yeah. He lets everybody in. Like when people said that about Obama, that was a right-wing talking point, and it was garbage. It wasn't true. Obama did pretty good on immigration, certainly built up some wall, certainly deported more people than almost any other president. Yeah. But Joe Biden's done nothing. So for him to have the gall to, to come out and say that yesterday yeah. it was shocking man it I was, really uh, was i was shocked i think you know uh again last night was was weird to 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 watch and to see the way that this thing was handled but the fact that he even broached that subject yeah. at a time when record numbers of people are coming through but he still he went on later on to talk about we've got to make sure that people can be reunited with their family they shouldn't have to wait so long etc cetera, etc cetera. it all goes back to we want to give a pathway to citizenship for everybody who comes here, but we also want to make sure they don't come here, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And knowing full well, none of those things are going to happen. Today's the new day, and he will do none of those things because, A, he can't, and B, and this is most important. He can. Re- he, he really can. He can. How? Name one thing he can do. He can, he can do with the Supreme Court. Well, yeah. made him do, yeah, but, which was reinstate stay in Mexico, and he's ignored that. Well, he's ignored that, but as far as like fixing any of the immigration, he can do nothing because the parties love it too much. All you have to do is just try and slow it down. I'm not telling him to fix anything. Just do something. Slow it down a little bit. You know, give give our Border Patrol agents a break. You know, have some people stay over in Mexico. There's nothing wrong with that. We can't take everybody in. You're just allowing everybody to come in. Yeah. You asked people to come here. You said it that yeah. night. So for him to say that in the State of the Union, that's the one thing that uh, that that stood out to me. All right, uh, let's see, Wendy Governor Rogers, Governor Ducey was uh, here in studio today with Mike Broomhead. Did you bump into him? Of like course usual? I did. Were you at the urinal like I, the last no, time? No, I was coming out of the bathroom, oh, and you uh, go to the bathroom an awful lot uh, when Doug Ducey is uh, here. He was. Uh, I drink like you know two hundred ounces of water a yeah, day. I got you. So I'm coming out of the bathroom, and 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 there he was, him and uh, and his crew, mm. and I'm like, look over him. Dosey, Governor, what's up? And he's now, like, wait, what's wait, going wait. on, Chad? Did you say it like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I really don't. Okay. You know, I, mean, I don't. I'm who I am. And uh, he goes, how you doing? I said, hey, man, thanks for the card. And I said, he goes, you're welcome. I said, I was talking to the big guy next to you who sent me the card, because remember, he sent me a card. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I went over and I hit him up about Wendy Rogers. Said, All right. So, what, about a week ago, Doug Ducey was asked, would you rather have a white nationalist or a Democrat? And he said a Democrat. What I need is a, as a governor are governing majorities so that I can pass dollars into our social safety net so we can provide programs like this that will help. All right, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to it. Children from all over our state. Right, right, right. The fact that we can pass budgets that have put a six, seven billion additional dollars into K-12 education. So that's what I've wanted to do is move my agenda forward. I'm proud of what we've been able to accomplish. And she's still better than her opponent, Felicia French. Okay. I want the white nationalist. I want the bigot over a Democrat. Great. All right. Mike Broomhead today asked Ducey about it. Making sure that I ask you about the statement that she made because it was, in my opinion, a statement that Wendy Rogers made. Yeah. It was just an ugly thing to say and to be associated with white. What did she say? I'm pro Putin and I think all of my opponents should be hanged. Uh, no, all, yeah. It, it, the political. Not so. Not that her opponents should be hung, but any of the people that they see to be treasonous and stuff, uh, you know. Just an ugly thing to say. And to be associated with white nationalists is not something any of us want in the Arizona legislature. All right. So what did Ducey say? Did he bring up her name? Did he say, hey, listen, you know what? 
Uh, you know, maybe I should backtrack on what I said last week. I don't think I want a white nationalist on my team. I think I'd, I think maybe I'd rather have a Democrat. What did he say? And that's why I condemned it. Not something any of us want in the Arizona legislature. Here we go. And that's why I've condemned it. And I've condemned it prior to this as, as well. This isn't the first time there's been a statement like this in public life. Uh, also, I have gone out of my way to focus on getting the job done for the people of Arizona and oftentimes outside of the conversation. Okay, so basically what he did, he didn't condemn anything that Wendy Rogers said. Nothing. And, you know, if I don't know why, I don't know why we didn't ask him, do you still want a white nationalist or a Democrat? He never answered the question. Do you still want a white nationalist like Wendy Rogers or a Democrat? And we didn't get to that. Anyway, um, Ducey didn't contem- condemn Rogers for what she By said. Name. No, he broadly condemned the things that she loves. <laughs> that's, that's not the same, by the way. Here's some of the stuff that she has uh, said. Uh, I've said we need to build more gallows if we try some of these high-level criminals talking about like the you know the the people they see as traitors, uh, you know, for voting and all this stuff, and we convict them. Uh, use a newly built set of gallows to make an example of the traitors who betrayed our country. She also said, uh, President Voldemort Zelensky. Uh, uh, he, he reports to satanic masters, calling him a globalist puppet for democratic political donor, George Soros and the Clintons. She loves Putin. She, she does. Uh, she loves Putin. She doesn't like people of color. She thinks they're taking over America. Uh, that's why she's a white supremacist. It's sad that she's actually in the, the state Senate and it's pathetic that Ducey still won't condemn what she said. She also hit out today and she says, I will not apologize for being white. Hit me all you want. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for being white. Nobody who, who asked you to apologize for being white. You don't even have to apologize for being a racist. I, 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 we already know who you are. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you, you, I don't really care if she apologizes. But the Republican Party, at least they censured her. They got, you know, at least they did that. But there's no, you know, there's, there's, it's a slap on the wrist. It doesn't do anything. They didn't go any further. But, hey. We got a governor who would rather have a bigot than a Democrat. That should tell you a lot about his moral compass, which I can never find. Okay, coming up next, the Cardinals just handed a ton of money out. Kyler Murray get any of that? Mm -mm. All right, that's coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. You are you, by the way, uh, today. Or tomorrow, I got Thursday, special pop quiz. NASCAR pop quiz, giving away a pair of tickets to the Rough Mortgage 500. Happening, Phoenix Raceway, March 11th through the 13th. Very rough. So, uh, I, you know, I, I love talking about the Kyler Murray drama. Because drama. there's so much that goes into it. You've got a guy that's got all the talent in the world, and he's one of the biggest babies I've seen walk through Arizona in many, many years. Uh, pay me now. I know I haven't done anything yet, but pay me now. Uh, he's got what two? Was he got two years left on his contract? He's got one year that's, uh, and then one year they pick up, which okay. they will. So he scrubs the Cardinals from Instagram like a baby. Then he sends his agent out to put something on social media and everywhere in all capital letters and bolded about it's like a ransom note. Like, hey, you know, Cardinals, you better pay this guy because look at all that he's done for you. Right, he's twenty three and twenty four. He came and he here, has zero you guys playoff were a mess. And he's had to put them on the shoulders and drag you guys wherever it is he's taking you. Blah, blah, blah. So today, the Arizona Cardinals have signed their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and their GM, uh, Kime, 
through 2027. Uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. There's no way. I mean, who did Bidwell lose a bet? What happened here? Because you've got like, like, why would you give anybody five more years? Because when you you're going to end up firing these guys in a year or two, and then I guess you're going to pay all the money. But do you tell me, does Cliff Kingsbury in three years deserve a five year extension for what? For blowing it every year? Where's he going to go? What do you mean? Where is he going to well, go? The thing is, it's not like you're 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 you've got colleges beating down the He's door. He's not going anywhere, right? You don't have pro teams. You don't have to lock this guy up. No, I mean, you know, in time, uh, you know, it's like at the end of the day, year to year, yeah, year to okay. year. I mean, you're not gonna, look. Could they get some opportunities elsewhere? There's no doubt both of them would work again, but. Nobody's beating down the door. No. Like you see a guy who's like in a mid-major in college, right? And 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 he goes and he his team's ten and one, and next thing you know, they come and offer him eight million dollars to stay because Notre Dame's after him or something like that. This wasn't happening. No. It wasn't like, hey, uh, by the way, the Patriots just called and they want you to be the successor to buy uh, to Belichick. He's leading, leaving in a year. No. It wasn't happening. No. The last two years, uh, Kingsbury has led the Cardinals to disastrous ends of a season. They've quit in the second half. And he gets a five-year extension. So, like, if you're a Cardinals fan, I'm a Cardinals fan. I think this that's absurd. I think it's absurd. And here's my conspiracy theory. I almost think that Michael Bidwell gave Kime and Kingsbury contract extensions to say to Kyler Murray, we're not, gonna, we're not extending you. We're going to send these other guys. We're going to make you play another year. That's what I would do. Somebody needs to be the adult here. If I'm Bidwell, I say to Kyle Murray, there's no way I'm paying you after all of your toddler games. Uh, you're going to play next season, and if you're good, I'll pay you whatever you want. But I'm giving you zero right now. I'm not giving you anything. And just to stick it to you, Kyler, for being such a toddler, I'm going to I'm gonna give the other two guys big money. I'm going to give Kyle the GM and Clint Kingsbury the head coach big money. Let's see what you could do next season. And I'll tell you what Kyler Murray would say. Good. I think I'm going to sit out next season. So, really, that's the type of player that you have. You've got a guy with all the talent in the world who isn't a leader, who's a crybaby, who isolates himself from the team, and he blames everybody else for the losses, but we should pay this guy money? I wouldn't give Kyler Murray I wouldn't Murray have given either of these dime. guys anything. Oh, I wouldn't have given these guys. You know, anything if you either. wanted to an extend them for one year, because fine, fine. That, that you could do that, fine. right? You got another year. We're going to extend you for another year. Fine. Uh, okay. Five years? Uh, that's, that's yeah. That's a big. That's a big ass right there. But KTAR doesn't even give us five year no, contracts. No, no. I mean, I just we're the whole station. If you ask me, uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, we're fine. <laughs> Look at Becky Lynch. She's looking. Uh, so but, I think I just made her physically ill. Five years, man. It just feels <laughs> like. Hey, Steve. What, uh, Kyler? What's What's he guaranteed this year? How much? Like five million? Five and a half. Five and a half. It's not bad. But so the thought is that he wouldn't want to play for five and a half. Oh, no. oh! Then you can just sit on the bench and sulk like you usually do. I heard there's do. a brand new Ukrainian team that's looking for a quarterback. <laughs> Here's an interesting wrinkle that we mentioned the other day. Remember, there was that letter that came out on Monday from Kyler's agent that basically said, "Pay the man his money." Right. Remember, Kyler's agent is also Cliff's agent. Telling so you, the agent for Kyler Murray knew. That Cliff was going to get extended days ago. Yeah. Because he's been working on that deal for maybe weeks. I think this is personal now. I, I don't know. I I hope it's personal. I hope that Michael Bidwell looked at the uh, 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 look at Kyler Murray and said, we've got a talent in our hands, but we've got a headache and a baby. 
He has the same agent as Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just going to play. I'm going to pay Cliff. Let's see what Kyler does. Yeah, but they, again, you're you're hurting your. I don't know why. You know, you pay Cliff like I, I was talking to Burns today. I said that eventually, you know, if this thing goes south, you're going to end up having to pay for a GM. You're going to buy him out. You're going to have to buy uh, uh, Kingsbury out. And and what did you what did you get out of you? Still, you're going to be paying for another coach. Yeah. And and what this really has done is, if you're a Cardinals fan, do you really like Kyler Murray at all right now? I don't. I think it's a it's a struggle. I don't uh, think people a, here were in love with Kyler. I don't hear that people here are in love with Kyler Murray. No, because he's not like Chris Paul. He's not like DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's a, kind of a lovable guy, even though you you have to pressure him to play hard. And by the way, he he's in a contract hard. year, if you right. will. I mean, that's that's De- the thing. Devin Booker goes out of his way for the community. I don't see any of that. I see Kyler Murray sulk. That's yeah. what I see. So, okay, so the Cardinals, which is a bizarre move, they extend their head coach, they extend their GM for five years. Are you kidding me? I don't want to see them pay Murray. I'll be really disappointed. Don't give the baby his dessert. Don't do it. They did. Don't do it. Technically, it's six years, by the way, because the 2022 season hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's right. I think Kingsbury will be out of here in two years. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Could it happen? Could Zelensky... And pooty poot, hug it out in person. Is that a meeting that's going to take place? Next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, the world is watching what's going on as it continues to ramp up. they got the biggest cities in the Ukraine uh, absolutely surrounded. Peace talks were held kind of the other day, but uh, will there be more? And as Delacotera from ABC News uh, joins us right now. All right. Uh, are we going to get any more peace talks? Because I think the other ones the other day were just kind of like the ground rules, but no real actual talks of peace. Yeah, so we are getting more peace talks. There will be a second round of negotiations. There was some debate over whether those would even happen, because like you say, after the first round, not much came out of that. And so they had said that a second round would happen this morning. The Kremlin said that they were on their way to this undisclosed location. We later found out it would be Belarus that they would be uh, meeting uh, in but uh, the Ukrainians had not yet confirmed that they would be attending that meeting. Finally, you know, later tonight, we did find found, find out that the Ukrainians would also be joining those talks. Uh, the Belarusian uh, foreign ministry released a photo on Twitter of the room where the talk will be held. It'll be held at a, uh, a kind of uh, looks what looks like a log cabin. Um, the room is all set up. And then there was confusion over timing, whether the talks would be held tonight. It turns out according to a Kremlin spokesperson, that the talks will actually be held tomorrow now. So we'll wait and see uh, what happens there. But like you say, little optimism that the, the talks will really lead to any kind of concrete breakthroughs. Uh, you know, the, the, the Ukrainian president said that, that Ukraine would not be uh, um, would not would not accept any Russian ultimatums. But he has been, you know, uh, insistent that he will try anything he can to uh, to resolve this crisis why does russia even want to talk to ukraine they're doing exactly what they want to do yeah i mean that's a great question i think that's why you're seeing so much skepticism here uh you know we, we've seen certainly skepticism from the u.s as well so uh secretary of state tony blinken just this afternoon uh, said that he had little optimism for for talks between ukraine and russia because uh, he said moscow goes through the the pretense of diplomacy to distract and continue on a, an aggressive path path so in his view it's just a uh, a way for russia to to pretend that they're trying to resolve the conflict 
um, while they can just continue, you know, bombing Ukraine. And that was certainly something that came up during the first round of talks with President Zelensky saying, uh, you know, how, how could we possibly negotiate when, when they were uh, bombing my, my country in, in the middle of these talks? And as Dela Quatera is uh, live in, uh, well, you're in Paris, right? Is that where you are? I am in Paris. That's correct. Uh, uh, ABC News correspondent. Uh, uh, how is Europe taking this? You know, I saw people rushing out. You know, they're buying iodine, the, the talks of, of potentially, you know, a nuclear war. Uh, how, how is the Europeans who aren't directly in the fight, but close enough that they can sense it? How are they taking it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just on the ground here in Paris, there's a lot of uh, concern. Ukraine is, you know, it's not super close, but it is uh, a, a neighbor of the European Union. It borders several European Union countries. So there are, there are certainly some, some real concerns there. It's going to be EU countries taking in uh, refugees. So uh, there, there's some real, um, I think people are, are shocked and saddened. And of course, you know, this all uh, reminds people of World War One, World War Two, and and we I think Europeans thought that was behind them now. So so some real concerns on that front. Um, I think the biggest concerns are are in the uh, Baltic states and and countries that used to be uh, under Soviet influence that are now trying to align themselves with the West. They are concerned that you know should Putin uh, not be stopped in Ukraine, he might continue moving further west and and could eventually turn his focus to them. So places like you know, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, they are very concerned. And I think that's why you're seeing um, those countries really come out with, you know, strongly supporting Ukraine and, and urging, uh, you know, the, the EU and, and other institutions to do more. It's crazy. Appreciate you coming on today and especially or, or tonight, as you will. Uh, get yourself some rest. And we'll talk to you soon. And as de la Quotera, uh, live from Paris for ABC News. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I heard uh, also that uh, China is going China. to war with the moon. That's good. Have you seen this? Yeah. By the way, the Chinese did you did you hear what the New York Times reporting? What they the they were going to invade sooner, and China asked them, uh, "Could you do it after the Olympics?" Oh, oh. is that very nice of them? It is. Back we to- we asked China <laughs> to help us, and China went and told them everything that we knew. Good God. And we continue to do business. Becky Lynn said in my ear uh, a couple minutes ago, China is going to hurt the moon. Is that right? Yeah, there's some space junk that's supposed to hit the dark side of the moon, oh. like just any time now. And they're saying they believe that oh, no. it is from a 2014 launch out of China. And it's going to ha- it's going to make going to hit the moon. Massive crater. Yep. It's supposed to happen Friday. It's not going to like knock it off its axis or anything. No, right? China would love that. Well, we'd really be screwed then. It says, gonna, it says it'll leave a crater that could uh, fit several semi tractor trailer trucks. Yeah, we'll that see. We'll good. see how this thing really goes. It's China. <laughs> of course. It yeah. I miss it because it's China. <laughs> China. Yeah. These talks that Russia is is having with Who are Ukraine. you sending there? I don't know. You got to send delegate, a delegate. Well, with delegates. delegates. Hey, guys, stop know. fighting. We need you guys to go over here and do this stuff. So you go over there. Hey, we want you to give up, surrender, and become our slaves. No. Okay, that's it. That's it. Like, that's... No. Yeah. No, we'll go back and fight, and we'd rather die there on the ground. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That is it. They're, Russia is pretending to want this thing to end. They're doing exactly what they want to do. All right, coming up next. Pitbull could cost you your homeowner's insurance. The rapper? That's coming up next. The entertainer, oh. my favorite uh, entertainer. Yeah, well, not necessarily him. We'll ex- we'll discuss. The gate is judged. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. That is us, kids. So, uh, every pit bull I've ever encountered, and it's only been two or three, 
they're so they're so quiet and so nice. It's like everything. It's like the opposite of everything you read about, right? Yeah. So when you read about a pit bull, oh, a pit bull had uh, its jaws around a, a three-year-old. Yep, that happens. Yeah, it does. Uh, there are pit bulls that have been trained to attack. Yeah, that happens. Just for me personally, I've encountered two or three or four, you know, they are the most, they are, they are, they're just such nice animals. And I'm like, I don't know why they get such a bad reputation. It's everything that you read. There's an Arizona family that has a pit bull, right? Mm-hmm. And they lost their, their, their insurance company basically canceled the family's policy because they have a pit bull. So it is, what is it? The home, uh, homeowner's insurance, homeowner's insurance. Yeah. All right. So there was, uh, there's a family and it got a notice from the insurance company that an audit would be done on the property, okay? So you got uh, an audit that's going to... Gosh, that's such a bad word in Arizona, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the How auditor, about a special check yeah, rather than an audit? Right. The auditor came to the home, noticed the family dog, asked what breed it was. Uh, the family was honest, said uh, it is a pit bull mix. A month later, the family received a letter uh, saying that the homeowner... Uh, insurance policy was canceled all right so why cancel it what are you what are you are are you well you're afraid of lawsuits you're afraid of having the leading cause by the way of liability claims against homeowners dog bites okay what animal is the leading cause of dog bites when it comes to dogs especially dogs that do damage remember uh, little dogs my vet used to tell me that little dogs bite more than anything else yeah Difference is, it's kind of like being bit by a little sand shark and a great white shark. Right. Separate things. Yep. One takes your leg off, the other you get stitches and you get to tell a story. So millions of people are bitten by dogs every year. Yeah. You said dog bites the number one cause of liability claims against homeowners. So because this dog, this particular dog, does more damage... Um, you can't insure the family? Well, your whole thing is, is and like a lot of places, I'm sure some of you listening now, you've had trouble renting a place. Maybe you've had a pit bull or a pit bull mix or a Rottweiler, one of the big dogs that they consider aggressive breeds. A lot of these places, if your dog weighs more than X, Y, you know, is, is more than 36 inches or weighs more than, you know, 40 pounds, they won't allow you to have this. The fear is... It's going to get out. It's going to bite somebody. And yeah. when it does, it's going to come back and there's going to be lawsuits and they're going to have to pay out. So they're doing what they can to protect themselves. Well, we've had stories we've done in Arizona. Remember that one kid that was bitten horribly on the face many oh, yeah. years ago by a pit bull and just, just destroyed? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it happens. I And, you know, you go back to, well, it's how the dog was, uh, was treated by a previous owner or trained by a previous owner. Is the dog just, uh, or, you know, is the dog just an evil dog? And, you know, in my experience, these dogs are very, they're very nice. They're very calm, almost way more. Like, it's like you've got to make that dog more calm than anything or people are going to freak out. It's it's an owner, right? It's the owner, like anything else. If you got a gun and you're a responsible owner, you're not worried about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, but but the the thing that people worry about is, oh, I've been around this pit bull for years. This pit bull is such a great dog. And then all of a sudden, boom, it turns. Well, that's the difference. And, and why did it turn? Yeah, that's you what know, I want to that, know. That's the big thing. Is it always the breed itself? I mean, you'll have some people out there who love pit bulls, and they'll be saying, right. it's not the breed, it's the people. You'll have other people out there that say, no matter how nice you are, you always have to watch it, because at any given moment, that thing could snap. Don't know if that's a case, man. I don't know if it's a case that it's one day they're going to snap. 
I, I think it all goes down to how they were treated beforehand and how they were and, trained. And who, yeah, well, that's it again. It's that's like it. everything. It's like just like anything. What about a German Shepherd or something like that? Did this insurance company specifically name these? Like, we will not insure you if you have these breed of dogs. And, I saw Pitbull. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, the the uh, their policy addresses the dog's level of risk, underlying conditions on which dogs are not covered. Pitbulls do not fall under their guidelines. So what kind of a dog falls Uh, under their guidelines? Well, that's the big thing. So how can they make this stand? (sighs) Well, because you know it's their that's that's their company. Because maybe they maybe they just maybe in the past they've had to dealt they've had to deal with claims over and over and over again because of pit bulls. I don't know. On average, on average, and there was almost nine hundred million paid out in two thousand twenty. On average, it's about fifty thousand dollars that the average claim was paid out. For. Maybe the insurance company says, we're not saying I can deal with it yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. I know that I wouldn't go up to a, I, I know, per, I would not go up to a pit bull with the owner I didn't know. I certainly wouldn't do that. Because you so. just never know. No, that's true. Yeah. Never I know. would always make sure. Yeah. You any do that with any, any dog, big dog. dog. Any, any dog. big dog. Little dog. Yeah. Dog doesn't know you. Little dogs are the worst. <laughs> God, <laughs> I have three little dogs. They're awful. Talking about them on the radio, you should be ashamed. And they dog listen, dad. They listen to the difference is, you know, they have little jaws and little teeth. Little jaws and little and teeth. Pit bulls don't. That's exactly so it. Do that, pit bulls that right get a, there. They get a bad rap. It's like a great. Yeah, I think in many cases they do. All you right, know? coming up next. How did eight toddlers end up in the middle of the street in Glendale? Next.